0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 7-Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about a few lessons that I learned and just overall like big picture things that I've discovered from giving up my cell phone for just over a month. So hope you guys enjoy this one. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called 7-Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet, but we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are seven figure flipping. And this podcast is our playbook. Just over a month ago, I gave away my personal cell phone to my chief of staff and, um, I did it because I was going on a trip with James to Disney World for his Make-A-Wish trip, and I wanted to be able to take uh, photos and videos, and I I just didn't want to have texting and email and Facebook messages and all that stuff. And just honestly, um, I needed to protect myself from myself. So about a year ago, I bought a second cell phone in hopes that I would do this, and my plan was to give it up to my executive assistant at the time. And uh, I just never could bring myself to do it. In fact, my chief of staff had to like drive back 10 minutes to like rip it out of my hands. Um, I think I've talked about that on the show before, but it's been just over a month now. And when I got back from Disney, I was actually trying to get a SIM card with a different phone number like the bat phone in... Uh, the other phone that I bought. So we have three cell phones across the team right now. One is with my videographer. So anytime I take photos or videos, it gets automatically uploaded to him. The other one is with my chief of staff that has a SIM card in it. So um, she can answer the phone, text, things like that. And then I have one uh, to take photos and videos of that have about 10 apps on them, like banking apps, uh, things like that. But it has no SIM card in it. And I honestly couldn't get a SIM card. I had a SIM card, but it's an e-new e-SIM card and I couldn't get it, figure out how to do it, frankly. And so we left to go to Disney, and it was so freeing to actually not have a phone that could ring or text or all these things. Um, and it, what it did over that 10 days or so is it gave me some freedom and some new ways of thinking to to do things differently, and it taught me a lot of lessons. And I, what I decided after those 10 days was, um, what if I could do this forever or for a longer period of time to see uh, if my experiment would... Would work or come true. So I'm a, I'm like scientist. I like to test things. I like to adjust things. I like to tweak things. And this is just a giant science experiment to me. Um, and in fact, I think we are a giant science experiment to the uh, social media carriers and providers and things like that, and um, all these apps and stuff. So the first thing that I that I learned is that uh, I'm my brain is wired to to go to certain places on my phone and apps and. So what I did was when I gave up my phone, I would open this new phone and I would hit an area on my screen that had an app that was on the previous phone. But now I don't have that app anymore, so it's my calendar app. So what I found is I'm automatically in the morning opening my phone and pressing where the calendar is, and then I'd be like, why am I in my calendar? It doesn't make sense. But I'm like a trained monkey or a rat in an experiment where I'd open my phone and I'd click on the app, and the app was Facebook, It's clicking on the Facebook apps. Just open my phone, click on the app. Open the phone, click on the app. And so for about a day or two, I was just doing that without even thinking about it, which started to tell me that there's a problem, right? It's kind of like a drug. I'm going there for a dopamine hit. Um, I'm probably going there when I have some sort of emotion or feeling or I'm bored and I'm looking for something that is going to give me a different emotion. I think that's what a lot of these uh, social media platforms do we start to feel something. And instead of sitting in that feeling, we actually go somewhere else to uh, detach from that feeling that might not be pleasant and go look for something that makes us smile or laugh or is good. Um, so that was the first thing that I noticed is I have a problem. Um, I really noticed that when I was like unwilling to get up, give up the phone or I was concerned, I made a bunch of excuses. And so um, the second one was that how I've um, trained myself to react to people and things and the accessibility that I've given to me, to people. So let's think about this. So the experiment and, and thought process that I've been going through, like the basic philosophy of all of this is um, I pride myself on being something. And you do too. If you're listening, you pride yourself on being uh, have integrity. You pride yourself on being a good parent. You pride yourself on uh, different things. Uh, maybe you're an athlete, maybe uh, like whatever it is, high achiever, hard worker. Um, so I, I pride myself in speed of response. Like I love to serve at a high level for people. I love to serve them. I love to support them. I love to cheer them on. I love to, um, I love to be somebody that's needed, Right. I want some people to think, man, I can really rely and depend on that guy. And my whole life, I've been helpful and people have depended on me or relied on me or been happy that I've been in their lives. And that was what I wanted. So early on in my business career, and even going back to college and friends and my fraternity and my sports teams and all that stuff, like I was somebody who who you could depend on and I would get back to you quickly and I would help you and do things for you. And so when it was a small group of people, it wasn't that hard. Somebody sends me a message. I can very quickly react and respond and help them and serve them. And what's happened over the, um, the past, you know, couple years after that is I, I would get an email and I would pride myself on responding quickly. I would get a text message or pride myself on responding quickly. And what I became was I became someone who responded quickly. So everybody's like, man, I love Bill. I love sending him a message because he always responds quickly and he takes care of the thing that I'm asking of him. Um, And so now I started to become someone who responds quickly. I started to pride myself in this. And what happened was as the number of people and connections that I had started scaling up, I still prided myself. I said, I'm somebody who responds quickly. So I'd bring somebody into the team and the staff and I would say, look, your job is to respond quickly. Somebody came into my email. You know, I have an executive assistant come in and I was always like, you gotta respond quickly. You gotta respond quickly. You gotta respond quickly. And so what I found is I'm still trying to pride myself and be somebody who responds quickly and building systems around this and lots of people and manpower and labor and and time and 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 stress spent on responding quickly. And what was happening is I started failing to respond quickly to certain people because the amount of people grew and grew and grew, the amount of emails that I got grew, Facebook messages grew, Instagram messages grew, TikTok grew, um, text messages, uh, Skype messages, uh, Slack messages, Voxer messages. Um, you, it just started to grow and, grow and grow and grow and grow and grow to be to the point where I was like, I can't shoulder the weight of all of this of all of these apps of all of these places of all of this connection of all of this communication and access that people have to me and I pride myself in responding quickly. And so I I, I had to like I started missing things. And so then I started beating myself up and saying, "Man, I'm somebody who responds quickly, but I but I didn't answer this or I, I I'm apologizing because it's been a day and they haven't gotten a response from me." And what I realized in in that was like I was just getting crushed, like there's no possible way that I could ever keep up with the expectation that I put on myself. But also what I was doing is I was training other people on what to expect from me. So since I responded quickly for such a long period of time, when I didn't respond quickly, they thought I was angry, upset, mad, um, didn't have space for them, didn't have time for them, all of those things. And so I created the monster and the cage that I was in. It was created by me. And so what I had to do is I had to figure out how to, like, just burn it all down. And I didn't realize that giving away my phone was going to do this, but it did. And so now um, I just say, hey, like, I don't have a phone. <laughs> and people are like, what do you mean you don't have a phone? i uh, like, hey, can I text you? Can I, you know, get your number? I said, you can have my number, but I don't have a phone. Uh, and they're like, what do you mean? I said, I just don't have a phone. I mean, I have this, like, this, this, this thing right here. It's like a camera, and it has a couple, it's like, has a couple apps on it. But I don't have a phone. And like, oh, how does that work? And they start getting interested in the fact that I don't have a phone. And like, I am a total outlier now. I'm a total like outcast of the person who doesn't have a phone. And um, so, what it's done is it's allowed me to break through this like self inflicted cage and prison that I was in. And start, people are starting to get interested about. Wow. Then I've had a lot of people say, man, I've been thinking about getting a flip phone, been thinking about going back to, you know, just more, more easy, easy life, not so much connectivity, not a whole computer in my pocket all the time. And so I started, have started talking to people about this and some of the findings of the fact that I created this and now I'm kind of burning it down. And now what's happening is people are, they message me and they don't get an answer. What I noticed is if you message somebody message me, they don't get an answer in like five minutes, actually then they're going to figure out the solution to that problem on their own, and and it's fixed. Like By the time Jennifer will send a message back, they'll have it fixed, or they'll be like, oh, don't worry about it, I already took care of it. And so people that are sending you problems right now have the solutions if you let them, but you've been handing them the solutions for so long that why wouldn't they go get spoon-fed by you? Like, that's what they want to do. And so if you stop that, now the challenge was before is if I don't respond, I was somebody who responds quickly. When I don't respond quickly, we've set up a stage for me to fail. People think that I'm angry, upset with them. Now, when I don't respond quickly and uh, they get a response that says, hey, this is Jennifer. I have Bill's phone. Um, You know, I'm sorry. for You know, what what do you need or how can I help? They're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I really just wanted access to Bill. And then what happened over the week that I was gone at Disney is the messages started slowly not coming in we started getting less and less and less. And it started to just calm down on its own because they were getting a response from somebody else and they wanted to access to me. And so now what we've done is set up systems and barriers to have access to me where I have the flexibility and the time to have space, to really think, really... process, really try to figure out how to get to the next level on all the things that we're doing. And so I really had to get rid of the noise in order to think. And in order to get rid of the noise, I had to be forced to get rid of the little piece of crack rock that was in my pocket. And that's really what it it was. Um, And so there's a couple of points there. Number one, it was uh, the fact that I was totally addicted to it. Number two was the fact that um, I was creating somebody who responds quickly over and over and over again. And so now I'm somebody who doesn't have a phone, which is very peaceful. I got to spend the entire week at Disney taking 1600 photos and videos of James, um, doing all the things that we wanted to do with him. So that was pretty interesting and eye-opening for me. So people solve their problem. The text stopped coming in and messages stop coming in. And now people know that if I don't respond to them quickly, it's because I don't have access. I'm basically in 1995 with the cell phone, where I don't have one, and I'm in 2001 with an internet cafe. So if I can take my phone and get on Wi-Fi, then I can use it to, you know, iMessage or do things like that. I, I can't, I can't talk, I can't get any Android text messages or any of the the bulk uh, robo bot texts. But if there's an iPhone and iMessage, I can see some of the communications that happen if I'm on Wi-Fi when they come in. If not, they're going to the other phone, and so it it really allows me more space to just kind of have downtime and think. I also don't have email on the phone. So I don't have email where I can go to Wi-Fi at my house and check it on my phone. I actually have to go to my computer, open my computer and physically like log in and check the email like I had to do in 2001. When I was studying abroad in Australia, New Zealand and the South Pacific, I was, remember I'd have to go to an internet cafe to check my email and log into a computer that was there. And so I went back to that. And so now if I have to get on Facebook, I have to go on my computer. If I have to get on um, Instagram, I have to go to my computer. If I have to get on different sites, I have to go to my computer. And what, what happens, and check my email, all that stuff, what happens now is I'm not on there as much. So like three years ago, I bought a box for my phone that I gave to my wife for Christmas. And I said, I'm going to put my phone in here at 5 o'clock every night. That last actually that four years ago because I didn't own 7 Figure Flipping at the time. And when I bought 7 Figure Flipping, I, I convinced her myself first. And then I told her that uh, the company needs me and I need to have access. Like if they need to call me or text me, that's not true. That's a fiction that I put in my head. That's not true. It's things that uh, just don't exist. So for me now, um, I don't have the box anymore. I just got rid of the phone. And I remember when I did it, Lucy had a bit of a challenge. We had like a purse that was left in the car and problems, but I'm having to solve these problems now. And other people are having to solve problems. And I'm having to think about creative ways and things that I relied on before uh to think differently and actually use my brain. I have to use my brain more now than I have in the past. Um I feel like I was a bit robotic and now I'm kind of like more free and more open. So like a couple nights ago I was at the farm and the kids wanted to have a picnic at the farm and uh I wanted they wanted pizza. And so I was like, oh I'll order a pizza but I was at the farm. We don't have I don't have Wi Fi at the farm so I couldn't like get on the internet and order pizza. I didn't have a phone, so I couldn't call like Papa John's or Domino's. It was Easter Sunday, by the way. Um, Lucy's gone uh, for the last like two weeks to England with her family. And um, we were on the farm just playing. It was such a beautiful day here that I just like, was like, hey, what do you guys want to do? Like picnic. And I said, okay. So what I did was I drove over to Little Caesars because they have the $5 hot and ready, right? So the kids stayed at the farm. Uh, Tim was there and a few other people were there kind of at the farm hanging out, drove over there. They were closed but right next door was Kroger. I went into Kroger. I bought some sushi from Kroger. I bought some chicken. I bought some, uh, ham and cheese and bread. I brought some crackers. I bought a little like cheesecake dessert and uh, some fruit. I brought some bananas and I brought it back to the farm and we laid out a blanket there in the pasture and the kids like loved it. They had such a good time, but most people would be like, Oh, why could you could have just ordered a pizza? Like they would have delivered it. And I just, I had, to call, I had to solve the problem. I had to do something because I couldn't, I couldn't do that, right? It's not something I can do. So all these like self-imposed roadblocks now are allowing me to think and, and creatively change and structure what, what I need to do, uh, driving in for directions. I need to actually plan ahead. I need to look ahead. I need to creatively problem solve and think about roadblocks that I'm going to have in the future. And that really helps me inside my business and my life. I feel like the best entrepreneurs and the best business owners are those that can see the future. They can see around the corner. They can see what's going to go wrong before it goes wrong. They can anticipate problems and come up with uh, contingencies and different options and ideas. And that's what this is doing for me is allowing me to more creatively think about all of that stuff. Like um, I had to go, I had to fly my, I flew my airplane yesterday out to North Carolina to drop it off for an annual inspection. And I had to go to uh, the airport after that. And so I had to check into the flight. I had to go wait in line. I didn't have my phone to give a, um, you know, like a, your, your phone ticket. I had to go print out a paper ticket and I had to think about that. I had to get there a little bit early and structure it and, and know where to go and what line to wait in. And I had to have my record locator for American before I got there because I couldn't look it up. Like all these things, right? I have to think through the process. And I think that's something that we're not doing very much as a society anymore is really thinking. So these are some things that I learned from so far. I have a lot more, but I wanted to keep this somewhat short and sweet for you guys. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to challenge some of you. If you're feeling like you are slave to your phone, slave to the business, slave to your, all these things in your life, you're not like living the life and, 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 and being able to be present and, and unplugged and, and there with your family when you're, um, when you're at home. And believe me, this is this is real. This is real for entrepreneurs. It's real for business owners. If you want to figure out how to unplug, I would encourage you to figure out a system where you can just take a break. There's a few things that I have to recommend for you. Number one, you can do what I did uh, about four or five years ago, is get a box, write a note in it, and give it to your spouse or the person that is like, you're on your phone too much. And you're convinced that you have to be available. You have to be available every second of the day for somebody to text or email or call. So start there. Put your phone in the box for a few hours when you get home from five, maybe five o'clock on till the next morning, maybe, um, maybe from five to 10 or five to nine. Um, just while the kids are up before they go to bed and then check in if you need to, to get prepared for the next day. And then, and then, you know, put it away for the night. Uh, I would definitely encourage you to, regardless of what you do, if you take any of this advice to, before you go to bed, Turn the input into output. So instead of taking in information and looking on the phone and screens and iPads and computers and TV and stuff like that, you turn it to output right before you go to bed. Where you take out a notebook and you write down the things that you're grateful for, the things that you accomplished that day. Turn it into output. You'll sleep better. You'll have much better um, production. You'll be. You'll just be amazed at the difference in the shift that that'll make. So that's one tip that for sure that I have. The other one is there's a lockbox for a phone. So they actually have a box where you put your phone in and you close it and you can't get it out for like a timed amount of time. So a couple hours or things like that. So that if you're really like stuck, put it in there. Now you physically have to put it in there. You physically have to lock it. You have to have the, um, you have to have like the fortitude, the the, um, the strength to put it in there. Right. And so that's another one. The other is maybe get a second phone um, you know, just second SIM card, second phone, work phone, uh, primary phone, um, or, you know, go, go as far as I did and you can get a flip phone, you know, that doesn't have, but the flip phone has phone calls, texts, things like that. So th- there's something for all of you. I would just encourage you. There's also like a do not disturb function on the phone where you can only have access to certain apps and things like that. But I think step one is to understand that like there is something, uh, I, I do think there, there's a lot of really great things about the phone and our connectivity and all that stuff, but I'm at a place where I wanted to figure out how to systemize a lot of things. If you go to my Instagram channel at Bill Allen REI, at Bill Allen REI, you'll see that we're putting out three videos a day. Um, I needed to figure out a system such that my team could keep putting that out and I wouldn't skip a beat because I'm spending a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort creating those reels for all of you guys. So, um, I need to be able to do that with this phone and they're created and produced and somebody else is doing it. Um, if I get a phone call or I get a text message or I get some, you know, people that need me, there's an emergency. I need somebody to be able to answer the phone. Um, but in 1995, companies were running, CEOs were running without cell phones and maybe, maybe earlier in the nineties and late eighties. Um, there were huge businesses being built without cell phones. They're calling the office and there's somebody at the front desk, secretary or somebody answering the phone. And so why can't I duplicate and replicate that with the cell phone, which is really my office phone? And so, and then how do I communicate with my family, my friends? Um, Here's another, uh, aha. I mean, I had to walk down the street to go get my son from a a friend's house. And it was just having a conversation with another human being. Um, I actually become more in touch and I build better relationships like this. Um, I remember when I was a kid in the nineties, right? I have to go like eighties, nineties. I have to go knock on my friend's door. I can't message them on my, call them on my iPad, like my son's doing like go down the street and knock on the door, man. Maybe you bump into another friend on the way and go play and, you know, get in some trouble and come home. Like last, yes, this week has been so amazing. It's been beautiful out and we're spending so much time at the farm. It's blue skies. It's beautiful. My kids are off their devices. They're climbing on uh, piles of dirt from our barn. They, yesterday they had a water fight. Um, while I was working They're they're picking out the eggs from the, um, from the coop. Uh, James got like, chased around by a rooster he got all upset and the rooster was like kind of trying to attack him and stuff but they're learning these things they're playing they're have, using their imagination they're using their ingenuity they're my, my the kids were making these little like um like knives with a stick and mud around the outside for a handle and making these things that were there like pretending to be like hunting and stuff on the farm it was just so fun to see them do that, and all the kids in the neighborhood are then coming over with my kids to the farm now every single day, and just coming out there and playing and getting off their iPads, their video games, all that stuff. So it's really been an amazing experiment. I just wanted to share this with you today, and um, we got some really great episodes coming up. Um, we got some f- with uh, young entrepreneurs with kids. I've got some other uh, marketing uh, things planned. I got some really exciting stuff coming up. But uh, this is what I'm living in right now, and this is my place to share it. So I hope. Uh, I hope you appreciate it. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's valuable for you. Just some of the lessons that I've learned, some of the things, just get you thinking. I want you to, I want to teach you how to think. I want to teach you how to creatively think and problem solve and look around the corners as an entrepreneur and business owner and just realize that, um, you don't need to be accessible 24-7. You can put something in your email that says, I check email twice a day. Um, you can say, I, you know, if, if you need something and it's urgent, you can have an out of office response from time to time on the email. There's just all kinds of stuff that you can do. You're creating your own prison. You're creating your own box. You can change it. And, um, I don't know, maybe one day this will be a book. Maybe one day this will be a story. Maybe one day this will be a presentation. Maybe one day this will be something that, um, as we just change and develop as a society, um, we, I I know that we're going to start bucking a lot of these things and we're going to just start like like getting rid of them. And, uh, I don't know if I'm like way ahead of my time or I'm uh, what, but I just, I just got, I just got, I built this myself. Like it's my fault. And I didn't realize until I gave up gave up my phone. Um, so if you've messaged me or you've sent me a Facebook message or you send me an email or you send me a text or you called me or those kind of things I haven't gotten back to you, I'm sorry, but I don't have a phone. And every time I go to email, I got to log in on a computer and I only have a certain amount of time and access for that. So Um, all that stuff's really limited. Like we are putting out a lot of things and a lot of accessibility a lot of events a lot of time that you can come spend with me the team everybody here at seven figure flipping and i hope hopefully we can help you and serve you we're doing challenges i'm doing events i'm doing master classes i'm doing all that stuff where i can serve a lot of people right there directly but all of the one-off emails all of the one-off can we get coffee all of the lunches you guys know how i stand on that i am at the farm on fridays pretty much all day when i'm in town and then i'm there all day saturdays now so if you ever want to come to spring hill tennessee and you want to have a conversation with me bring some work clothes and come to the farm. We'll put in some work. We'll plant some things. We'll clean out chicken coops. We'll do whatever, but I will talk to you about life, about business and whatever you want. So give me some free labor and I'll give you some free advice. Have a great day and I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye.